0: This is a Squeeze podcast, where your shortcut to being informed.
1: Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris.
0: And I'm Lucy Walken. It's Monday, the 11th of July.
1: In your sport today, Novak Djokovic wins Wimbledon again. Ferrari makes it two in a row. And Aussie jumps into the record books. And when celebrations go wrong, this is your sport today. Right off the top, I just want to say if it sounds like I've got a bit of a croaky voice, it's because I've been up all night watching the F1 and cheering on the tennis. But let's start with Wimbledon, where Novak Djokovic has been Nick Kyrgios in the men's singles final overnight. Uh, Djokovic dropped the first set, but then he played pretty much flawless tennis to win it in four sets, 4-6, 6-3, 6-4, 7-6. But let's begin with Kyrgios. Luce, he's been the talk of the tournament, and it was trademark Kyrgios in the final.
0: Yeah, there were moments of brilliance, meltdowns, And a bit of controversy. And If he had any nerves, he didn't show it at all. He hit a second serve ace in his opening service game, did an underarm serve early on, and won the first set with an ace down the middle. But then Djokovic went up a level and Kyrgios became frustrated. He got angry with his team in the player's box for not supporting him and demanded a drunk female spectator be removed. In the end, Djokovic was just too good and Kyrgios even said after after the match that he played pretty good. It's just that Djokovic is a bit of a god.
1: Yeah, and that got a big laugh by the crowd. Uh, He received his runners-up trophy and did his on-court interview wearing his famous red hat, which is against tournament rules, so expect him to cop a big fine in the coming days. Uh, As for Djokovic, this win puts him one clear of Roger Federer and now just one behind Rafael Nadal for the most men's singles grand slams.
0: He's got 21 now and seven of them have come at Wimbledon. This is his fourth Wimbledon title in a row for Djokovic and he's now level with Pete Sampras for the second most men's singles titles and he's one short of Federer's record of eight. He said after the match he got into tennis by watching Sampras win Wimbledon as a kid so he asked his mum to get him a tennis racket and the rest is history. Djokovic says he expects Kyrgios to make more finals in the future and confirmed the two in a bit of a bromance. They've been (laughs) swapping nice texts and tweets and one of them said that the winner of the final has to shout dinner.
1: I wonder what they'd get after a Wimbledon final. Well, Kyrgios, he did win $1.2 million for being runner-up, so I think he can afford it. Uh, it was a historic tournament for lots of reasons. Elena Rybakina became the first player representing Kazakhstan to win a singles Grand Slam title. She beat Ons Jabeur in the women's final, and a pair of Aussies won the men's doubles. So let's get to that now. As we said, there's been so much happening at Wimbledon. We decided to dedicate two segments to it today in the early hours of Sunday morning. The Aussie team of Max Purcell and Matt Ebbson won the men's doubles title. They're Australia's first men's doubles champion since the Woodies and Loose. What a ride it was to the title.
0: These guys have done it the hard way to win (laughs) their first major doubles title. They won five of their six matches in five sets, came from two sets to love down three times, won a fifth set title, breaker twice and saved eight match points in total in the first round and semi-final they beat the one two and three seeds and for good measure they beat the defending champions Nikola Mektic and Matty Pavic in the final Ebden and Purcell lost the Australian Open final to Nick Kyrgios and Thanasi Kokonakis but this time it seems like nothing was going to stop them
1: Just incredible, Luce. Just as incredible as Pavic playing the final with a broken wrist he hurt in the semis. Yeah, tough stuff. Uh, Purcell posted a video on Instagram of him and Ebdom downing a beer with the text, Can die happy? Well, not just yet. They've got to defend their title next year. (laughs) Ferrari has made it two wins in a row in Formula One. Charles Leclerc won the Austrian Grand Prix this morning, but it should have been a Ferrari 1-2, but Luce, it went up in flames
0: you literally went up In flames. You got a feel for Carlos Sainz. Last week, he won his first Grand Prix and he looked certain for a second in Austria with the Ferrari car much faster than Red Bull's. Both 14 laps to go, his engine caught on fire and he had to retire from the race. It's the fourth time this season a mechanical failure has cost Ferrari and it means Red Bull remains on top of the Drivers' and Constructors' Championship. Max Verstappen finished second, so he's 38 points clear of Leclerc and Lewis Hamilton came third. Aussie Daniel Ricardo, he was back in the points. He finished ninth.
1: Yeah, scary scenes with signs. But as you said, Loose, he's okay. But he does say he is lost for words about the engine failure. Uh, we are now halfway through the F1 season. Round 12 is in two weeks in France. We've got a decider in State of Origin on Wednesday night and we've got a decider in the rugby coming up as well. England beat the Wallabies 25-17 to 17 in Brisbane on Saturday night. But Luce, all the talk has been about the refereeing.
0: And this isn't just coming from us Wallaby fans either, Sam. England coach Eddie Jones says the game is out of control with referees sending players from the field. On Saturday night in Brisbane, two players were given yellow cards for deliberately knocking down the ball to save a try, but Jones thought they were going for the intercept. In New Zealand, the All Blacks had a player sent off for a head clash and two others given yellow cards in their first loss to Ireland in New Zealand. Jones says more common sense needs to come back into the game, so it's easier for fans to follow what's going on.
1: Yeah, well, there's no bias here, Luce. Eddie Jones is even saying it. Uh, we'll have to wait and see how many, if any, cards are issued in the series to at the SCG this Saturday. Today's trivia question brought to you by the Union Live app. Download that for all your Rugby Union Live scores and stats. When was the last time the Wallabies played at the SCG? Luce, we're going to need a clue for this one.
0: Well, the clue is that it was back in the 1980s.
1: So it's been a while. Uh, All right, find out the answer at the end of the show. Let's head over to the US now and talk a bit of athletics because Aussie long jumper Brooke Bushkill is breaking records at precisely the right time loose.
0: Yeah, she's hit career best form a week from the World Athletics Championships in Portland, but a little further south in Chula Vista, California, Bushkul set a personal best and new Australian record in the long jump. Her jump of 7.13 metres is eight centimetres longer than her old PB that was set six years and four months ago and it's the longest jump of the year. So she's now a middle favourite at the World Champs. Bushkul hurt her knee before last year's Olympics, had surgery on it late last year, and only started jumping again in April, and now she said in records.
1: Yeah, she said she felt like she flew through the air, something I have not experienced loose. So, <laughs> the Aussies are sending a team of 64 to the world champs, which start on Saturday Australian time. We saw one of the great comeback wins on the weekend in the AFL, down at 28 points to start the fourth quarter. The Suns beat the Tigers with a kick after the siren by Noah Anderson. Wild scenes followed, of course, loose, but not every Suns player was celebrating for too long.
0: No, this was a case of celebrations gone very wrong. (laughs) So after Anderson kicked the match-winning goal, it was stacks on. His teammates came from everywhere to jump on the pile, including 20-year-old Hway Oya but the celebrations were a little too fierce and Oya dislocated his pinky finger so while his mates were going wild he was out looking for the team doctor. Oya is the first player to learn the game in PNG and make his AFL debut and in round 16 he scored a goal with his first kick. He's an exciting player but might want to take it a little easier when celebrating from now on.
1: Yeah, definitely file this one under celebrations gone wrong. He actually tried to leave the huddle, but his teammates kept pushing him back in to celebrate. (laughs) There's a link to the injury in the episode notes if you dare want to have a look. All right, time for Catch This, the stuff that caught our eye what's coming up. Just a quick one from me. The second test between Australia and Sri Lanka continues today. The Sri Lankans have a healthy lead with a couple of wickets left in the bank. Uh, it's going to be an exciting finish. Tune in from 2.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time on Foxtel and KO. Uh, as for today's trivia question brought to you by the Union Live app, when was the last time the Wallabies played at the SCG loose? You said it was in the 1980s. When exactly was it?
0: Well, it was July 1986, to be exact.
1: Yes, they played Argentina and the Wolves won 26-0. Let's hope for a similar result on the weekend. Uh, All right, that is us done here on Sport Today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Lucy and I will be back with you tomorrow. We'll catch you then.